You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we'll help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about the resurrection or let me say more precisely facts about the resurrection and it's going to be awesome lots of bible text to quote and yeah so let's enjoy okay so first off remember that we've been doing a series on the gospel then we went into evidence and now we're back to the gospel and so today is actually i would say the most important aspect of the gospel that without it the gospel itself would not even exist and that's the resurrection right so it's one event that separates christianity from religion like this one event called the resurrection is what separates every other religion if you ever wanted to know is christianity the way this is actually the way to know it's the resurrection because we have every religion has its own founder the guy who started the whole thing islam has muhammad and the Hare Krishnas have whoever started it, the Buddhists have Buddha or whoever. They have all their guys, but all of them are dead. That's it. Dead. They are kaput, kapish. Is it kapish? Kaput, like gone, finished, done with, done away with, under the ground, six feet under. Boom, they are gone, right? But then Jesus is alive. That's actually the defining thing. The guy that began this whole thing is alive i mean he died he wasn't that he's just alive he's always alive where is he no he died and then he rose so the guy is alive that's that actually is the defining point of christianity that that thing there that thing called the resurrection man my god if you know what that thing is man you'll be so confident you boast oh boy but then today we're really going to be explaining from scripture upon scripture upon scripture upon scripture upon scripture 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 and it's going to be awesome okay now there's some certain facts that we just have to know about this right aha so first of all i want to say that it's also the miracle that other miracles we perform give witness to acts 4 verse 33 and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the lord jesus and great grace was upon them all so with great power the apostles gave what witness to the resurrection in other words it means that the primary display of power right by the believer is what to give witness toward the resurrection fact of christ jesus remember we said before if a miracle can happen now it could happen before it could happen after you understand it gives witness to other miracles if one miracle happens it means others are possible if a miracle can happen now it means the miracle of forgiveness of sins is possible it also means that the miracle of resurrection from the dead which is christ's own resurrection is possible one miracle gives witness to another (laughs) very very important thing to find out so and because it's it's the fulcrum it's the basis it's it's so serious that um it is actually what you must believe to be saved. Romans 10 9. If you shall believe with your mouth the Lord Jesus, right, and confess, sorry, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that the Lord raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can only be saved by believing that God raised him from the dead. If you don't believe that, sorry, you cannot be saved. It is that tantamount, it is that important, it is that crucial to your salvation. 
Now, without it, your faith is in vain. It's pointless. It's a waste of time. For 1 Corinthians 15, this is all Paul was just talking about. The guy was vexed because there's some certain dudes going around saying that the dead are not raised. There's no resurrection from the, from the dead. Funny enough, there was even a sect among the Jews who also preached that nonsense. We call them the Sadducees. Very, very sad guys that they preached that there was no resurrection from the dead. And of course, if you see the way Jesus tackled those guys, you will be feeling for them. You are afraid for them. So, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how can some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Now, this is 1 Corinthians 15. If you remember 1 Corinthians 15, we've actually been talking a lot about 1 Corinthians 15 verse, I think, 1 to 4, where he was saying Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and this, that, that. Then he now said that he was raised. He actually explains the fact that the Holy was actually raised on the third day according to the scriptures. He was very, very, very clear on that look at that it says verse 4 and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures very important he rose again if he's not there it's not the gospel see that aha so he was now going like after that he now began to explain him from verse 12 it says if christ is if i preached that like that christ is raised from the dead how can you be saying that there's no resurrection of the dead some people were actually just going around saying nobody can resurrect from the dead you know some logical atheistic minded kind of people he says so look at this verse 13 we say but if there is no resurrection from the dead then is christ not risen that means if nobody rises from the dead then christ is not risen now abby and if christ is not risen then our preaching is in vain and your faith is also in vain so you are seeing that he's actually explained that if if christ did not rise from the dead right then forget it is is vain it's stupid to go out there to preach the gospel and what you have believed is also in vain there's no point right he says verse 15 yeah and we are found false witnesses of god because we have testified of god that he raised up christ whom he raised not up if so be that the dead rise not so that means we have we are, we are actually telling lies do you understand and you know a lot of people this is actually why a lot of people believe it a lot of atheistic materialistic i won't say materialistic i'm not talking about those who like money I'm talking about those who actually re- believe that there's nothing spiritual about the world that everything is physical there's nothing beyond the physical these are people this is what they believe this is how they think they just think in materialistic terms that man this is it oh nothing beyond the natural exists then paul also says <laughs> in verse 18 said then they which also have fallen asleep in christ as who have died are perished that means because we have hope the idea of resurrection right if christ has resurrected is actually a pattern for every other believer to follow so he's saying that if we have believed in vain that means that those who would die after have perished and they are gone they believed in vain and verse 19 says in this life only we who if he says if in this life is only when we have hope in christ we are of all men most miserable what's he saying He's saying that our hope in Christ transcends this life. One major crux of believing the gospel is that you will live again. You will not die. Like, when we say you will not die, we're talking about after physical death. You will not die. And we're talking about existing, how you will exist in eternity. Do you get? Some people will exist in eternal torment, but others will exist with God in eternal bliss. And so, that is actually what we call resurrection. Like, Christ resurrected from the dead. Do you understand? And we're going to see the type of resurrection. It's not just that, uh, because think about it. Lazarus also raised, was raised from the dead. Many people were raised from the dead. But what makes Christ's own unique is number one that is not nobody raised him from the dead. <laughs> he raised himself. He said, "I will go there. I will die, and I'll resurrect." So he predicted it. He went. He died, and he came back. 
You understand? Number two, his death was symbolic and significant to mankind. So it's not just one kind of death. Every other person has died and nothing. But his own death ensured that those who believe in his name will never die again. That is, they will, after that death, they will not receive what the Bible calls the second death in the book of Revelation. Have you ever heard of that one? It's called the second death. Very, very scary. <laughs> scary something. It's actually what we call eternal damnation. Like, serious eternal damnation. And that's Revelation. Let me see. Yes. Uh verse 20 chapter 21 verse 8 but the fearful and unbeliever and they are bound and murderers and homemongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone which is what the second death right so you see that there's actually a second revelation chapter 2 verse 11 he that hears a, has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches he that overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death of course overcome there is just talking about he who believes you understand what i'm saying yeah because the bible tells us clearly john the same john says i actually explained i said rejoice that we have overcome the world we have overcome so it's not for believers do you understand but those who are not born again there is a second death right aha jesus once said don't be afraid of those who can just hurt the body and can't do nothing to you that is to the real you but he says be afraid of the one that <laughs> that can actually not just you know do something about your body but also send you to hell he said be afraid of that one so death in this life right man's biggest fear is death let me just play that man's biggest enemy is death and so christ going to die and being raised to life is a pattern for all of us to follow it's a pattern it's it is the evidence and proof that look there is life after death there is a kind of life after death a life of bliss a life with god eternal life everlasting life and so everybody who puts his faith in christ is not putting his faith in christ just up for this life no you are actually putting your faith in christ for even the life after that after i die i will be raised to life <laughs> i will live eternally with god and that's that's actually the main point the strong point of christianity that's why paul said look if it's only in this life we have hope in christ we are of all men most miserable what's the point of having hope in christ in this entire life doing all the things you do then you die and it's for nothing you die and it's in vain it's nonsense like there's no point i might as well just go and do something else look at 15 that's in 15 verse 32 he says if after the manner of men i have fought with beast at ephesus he's talking about the kind of things that he has done for the gospel he says what advantage is hey, king james <laughs> What is the advantage that it does for me if the dead rise not? Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Yes, he says, Omar, let's blow this nonsense. Forget all this rubbish. What am I preaching at all? What's my business? You get what I'm saying? You have to understand that there's a basis. This is so tantamount. This thing called resurrection from the dead is the crux. If <laughs> if it's not true, forget it. All of us. What am I? What is this podcast for? What am I preaching for? We should just go and. I mean, why am I even living a, the life I'm supposed to be living in Christ? I, forget all of that. He's making an argument, and I love Paul's. Ag- Paul makes a very serious logical argument here. He says, if if that's the case, how can you be saying you are a Christian and at the same time you don't believe in resurrection? That is a contradiction of belief. I'm a Christian. I don't believe they don't even go they, they two don't go you know in the same sentence because <laughs> even yesterday i was actually you know thinking and i was watching a debate between two people and one guy there was saying that they were actually christians you know he was trying to be in quote you know all these atheists now trying to disprove the fact that the resurrection actually happened and he was saying that there were christians early on who did not believe in the resurrection i'm like 
you know, because he was actually using this first Corinthians to say they were Christians who did not believe the resurrection. And I'm like, they were dumb. <laughs> Sorry. That's why Paul was writing them to rebuke them. Because they were dumb. What is Christianity without resurrection? Okay, what is it, please? Please, what is it? It doesn't make sense at all. Christianity is founded on the resurrection. It was the main message the apostles and the early church preached. Look at Acts 3 verse 14 to 16. But you deny the Holy One and the Just One, this is Peter talking, and desire the murderer to be granted unto you, talking about uh, Zibarabas or whoever, and kill the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, whereof we are what? Witnesses. What are we witnesses of? The fact that God raised this guy from the dead. <laughs> There's no other witness. When you go to preach the gospel, you are witnessing to that fact that Christ was raised from the dead. You understand? This guy was raised to life from the dead. That is why you are witnessing. Something has happened. Something beyond doubt. Look, what was it that changed a skeptic like James, who was the brother of Jesus, who did not believe? All the way just to say, I'm the son of God, 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 even with all the miracles, James was still looking. He said, eh, so? Other people have done miracles. It doesn't mean you're the son of God. It doesn't. Ah, you know my brother. Didn't we play in the same song? My friendship. Even Jude, the guy who wrote Jude. Jude was also the half-brother of Jesus. He was James' brother, the guy who wrote Jude. Both of them did not believe when Christ was on there. It wasn't till Jesus rose from the dead and appeared. At least we know he appeared to James. <laughs> and we see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He appeared to James. After James saw this guy in bodily form, the same guy that had died, he witnessed the death of his brother. The guy came out to life. He said, Lord and Master, Jesus. <laughs> the guy said, no, 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 no this, this is real. Do you get? Yes, that was the miracle. And the point of this miracle is that it was witnessed. People saw it for the first time in history. One of the there's people that have come back from, from death. You understand what I'm saying? But this one, nobody raised this guy from the dead. Nobody the guy by himself, he, he first of all, what made it crazy was he said, I will die. After three days, I will rise. And his own rising was crazy because people said, no, this guy must not rise from the dead. What they do? Pharisees, Sadducees, they went to go and lobby the government. The Romans sent soldiers, blocked the whole place, the tomb, guarded the place. This guy cannot rise. This guy cannot rise. They were scared. Because why are they scared? Because that claim that he made that I will rise from the dead, eh, they understood that if that thing happened, if that thing happened, then forget it. This is this that was going to be the craziest thing in history. There will be no miracle to match being raised from the dead. Because think about it, death is a mysterious place. Death is a place where we don't we like you can't use this life to tell anything about death. Nothing in this life prepares you for death. You get for someone to not claim, say, look, don't worry, I will die and I'll come back. It means I am I am the daddy of death, like I am the boss. Death is nothing. For death, which is the man's greatest enemy, to be to be treated like a child like that and put aside. It means that that guy, whatever claim that guy was going to say, this guy who was raised from the dead, if he if he claimed he would be raised from the dead and he actually rose from the dead, whatever claim that he made would be true. Whatever claim he made, if he said, I'm the son of God, I'm God, I came and died for your sins, it is true. It is true. No, no, nothing. And that's why when it comes to all these arguments concerning 
you know, is Jesus real? Is God real? If you can just prove that he rose from the dead, that's it. No other argument is needed. If you can just focus on the resurrection, did Jesus rise from the dead? And we have proof. The proof is the eyewitnesses. First of all, yes, the eyewitnesses is that people saw him. It was not, that's, that's it's called witness. People saw the man that, that, that died, that they killed. It wasn't that he said, I'll kill myself and then entered one grave and lay down by himself. No. This one, people killed him. So there was no doubt this guy was dead. Every single, in fact, history clearly bears witness and record that he died. I know Islam says he did not die, that God received him. That's, that's a bunch of nonsense, honestly, because history tells us that he died. Flavius Joseph was a historian, not a Christian, tells us he died. Many other accounts tell us he died. You get, the Gospels tell us he died. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, he died. It was clear that this dude died. Heart stopped beating. By the time they put the spear into his side, blood, blood and water gushed out, you know. This guy was a medical kind of thing. And when someone has died, that died, that is proved dead, like blood and water. The guy was already dead. In fact, it was not the spear that even killed him. He had already died. When he said into a hand, like, I come my spirit, he had already died. So they just said, oh, let's make sure he's dead. And they, you know, let me use the word, choked him. <laughs> they pierced him. And he was dead. He was gone. Confirmed dead. There was no doubt about it. This guy should not come back. Then we also, on the other side, through people like Paul, we know that beyond that, he should not have come back because he took our sins. He was dying for our sins. So in the physical side, he was dead, dead, finished. <laughs> in the spiritual side, this guy should not have come back from death because he died for our sins. Sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So he was supposed to stay there. But on the third day, this guy rose. It just means that on the physical, he killed it. In the spiritual, he that is, death was 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 treated very unfairly. He he disgraced death, destroyed it. Yes, he 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 made it useless. Death, he conquered it and made it something that no one should be afraid of anymore. And that's crazy. You have to understand the magnitude of his resurrection. That is was not just any kind of thing. No, the 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 proof that this guy resurrected. No, 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 no. That is actually the event that split history into two. That event of the resurrection. And as I said before, he was give. There was witness. And look at it. The 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 revelation of witness is actually in First Corinthians fifteen again. You will see it. Like he says, verse fifteen verse one. Look at notice Paul's words. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, and wherein you stand. He says, this is the gospel I preach to you. He said, verse 3, For I delivered unto you first of all, which I received. He was taught it. How that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures. He died. Why? For our sins. That is why he had to die. Now, if that was the ultimate goal, he would have just stayed dead. But no, verse 4, And he was buried. That is, these things are facts that were attested to. And that he was rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So, it's not just enough that he said he would die, but the scriptures, for many years, people had been talking. David in Psalm 22 said he would die. Isaiah 53 said he would die. Many people spoke that he was going to die. So, through the mouth of the prophets, he had already spoken beforehand. Then he came. He also said he was going to die. And in three days he will rise. He said it many times. So there was no doubt of the fact that this guy died willingly and resurrected willingly. <laughs> Glory to God. That is power. 
<laughs> if someone can do that, ah, no, any claim that he makes is true. Then look at verse 5, and he was seen of Peter. So, of course, we know that it was not just Peter. If you look at the witness of all Gospels, you're going to know that Mary Magdalene saw him. You know, many of those women saw him. Peter saw him. The 12 apostles saw him. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Meanwhile, let me backtrack to the incident of the 12 because I saw one crazy guy online. And I call him crazy because people, when they just want to disprove the Bible, they start being crazy. He says he was seen of the 12, right? That's 1 Corinthians you know, 15 verse 5. He was seen of the 12. Now, Judas was one of the 12, right? But Judas has killed himself. But yet, they were known as the 12. Do you understand? That is why he calls it the 12. Not that Judas was still part of them. <laughs> so, one guy was trying to use this to say that the gospel are not valid. But let's move on. So, after that, he was seen of above... Now, look at this. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. At once. I say, I say, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have died. So he was seen, I see that, <laughs> he was seen of what? 500. 500 at once. Of above 500 at once. And some people say that the, the 500 brethren there is not, is actually, you know, there's a way that they used to write in history where men were the ones who were recorded, not women and children. So in this case, you're talking about maybe about maybe 1,500, 2,000 people that saw him. Not really just 500, if you think about it. They saw the guy. So is it that these guys had mass hallucination? That is all of them were seeing one nonsense that their brain was cooking up? Or it was true? And till today, we don't have any such nonsense experience. And it's some people, some will be arguing this. This is so annoying. We don't have any such silly experience where you say about a 1,000 or 2,000 people were hallucinating at the same time. Say, oh, we are seeing things, we are seeing things. No, that's mad, that's madness. That's illogical. So they actually saw the dude. They saw him. That's just boom. Like, yo, they saw him. And they were so sure of what they saw, they passed it across. They said, Look, we've seen this guy, we've seen him, we've seen him, we've seen him, we've seen him. So it's not a hoax, it's not a fallacy, it's not something that's a lie. Are you seeing this? Yes. So that means there's actually confirmation that he rose from the dead from the scriptures there's confirmation serious authentic confirmation today even scholars who are atheistic who don't even believe in god will still attest to the fact that paul's paul is a credible witness that paul is actually a very very credible person i mean those who are not born again i'm telling you who want to disprove the bible cannot but agree that paul is a credible witness so you are seeing that this guy was actually saying the truth he was saying the truth. These things are well attested. He was saying the truth. He was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And he was also seen of, you know, okay, this one was the vision though. But the point is that people have given witness to the fact that he rose, that this guy is alive. <laughs> are you seeing that? That he's alive. So we should not. It just is annoying. <laughs> Some people see everything I said now, and they don't say, mm-hmm. no, he's alive. Have you ever heard a song? My Jesus is alive forever. He's alive. Amen. Now, now that's actually a song. That's a song. Even if it may not be sweet to your ears, he's alive. Amen. He's alive. But that is actually a very scriptural and powerful song, if you understand what they are saying. My Jesus is alive. Wow. He's not dead. You get yourself. What we say? Serving a living God, right? 
was seven eleven. They are talking about God that became a man and is rose as a man and is still a man today, but is God at the same time and is alive. <laughs> so I was saying that this was the main message they preached. Acts four ten. Be it known unto you all and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. So the man he he raised, there's a man he um he saw who was paralyzed and he raised him and the gate called beautiful. And he was saying, Look, it's faith in Christ who was raised from the dead. I said, Who God raised from the dead. Second Timothy 2, verse 7, Consider what I said, and the Lord give you understanding in all things. Verse 8, Remember that Christ Jesus of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So there are gospel was what? That he was raised from the dead. I see that that's exactly what he calls his gospel, that this guy was raised from the dead. <laughs> Nothing else. He was raised from the dead. Do you get? So he died, but he was raised from the dead. If he died and stayed dead, there's no point. But he was raised from the dead. Ah, then that's something to talk about. First Peter, first Peter chapter 1, verse 21, Whom, who by him do believe in God? that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God, right? Now, and that point to make is that it was what confirmed that death was defeated once and for all. Do we, know, we know that death has actually been made a small boy and that we have victory over death is the fact that Christ rose from the dead. Look at this, Romans chapter 6 verse 9 to 10. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. And we're going to see later, we're going to come back to this and we're going to see that it applies directly to us. Death no longer has dominion over him. And it means he doesn't have, because we are identified with him, he doesn't have dominion over us anymore. Right? Uh For the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. So he died because of sin. But now he has risen. Sin has been dealt with. What took him to death in the first place was because of sin. He had to die because of your sin. After death, then he rose from the dead. And now he lives and lives to God. So we also live and live to God. And look at this. He cannot die again. Actually, 13 verse 33. God has fulfilled the same unto his children in that he raised up Jesus again. As is written in the second psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And as concerning that, he raised him up from the dead. Now, no more to return to corruption. So that means now no more to return to corruption. That means he raised him from the dead and he cannot die again. Verse 36, For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell to sleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption as he died. But he whom God raised saw no corruption. That just corroborates what we just read in, uh, I think, is it, no, in Romans chapter 6, verse 9 to 10, that the guy cannot die anymore. It's a new life. <laughs> that is, he has defeated death. You know, if he did not really defeat death, he came out, who knows, maybe he escaped. First of all, I, like, think about it. He came out being that death is abolished. He's, he's defeated. But let's just say, peradventure, he was raised up and cheated death. He would have died again. But this one, he says he dies no more. He cannot die. And this is actually the testimony of the believer, right? That when we die physically, for us, our bodies have been corrupted. We will have to die physically. But after that, we die no more. Oh my God, we die no more. It was proof of Christ's deity, the fact that he was God. As I said, if he was raised from the dead, that means that any claim he made was true. Romans 1 verse 4, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So how was he declared the Son of God with power? That he was raised from the dead. That display of God's power, you understand, proved that he was who he said he was. 
right? He was who he said he was. He was God because he was raised from the dead. Acts 17 verse 31. Because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained. Whereof we have, he has given assurance unto all men in that he raised him from the dead. So the assurance he has given to all men that Christ is who he says he is, you get, and that Christ is the one who will judge the world in righteousness, right, is that he has raised him from the dead. That is how God has proved to the world that this is Christ, that this is the Son of God, this is God, it's me. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Of course, again, as I said, it is the ultimate display of God's power, the resurrection. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. And that, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. So him raising Christ from the dead was the greatest display of his power. Glory to God. Greatest display. More, even greater than creation. And that is just, oh my God, bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> Look at this. The resurrection also gave birth to the church. Romans 6 verse 3 down. Now, know you not that so many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus were also baptized into his death. That means when Christ died, we also it was identified that we also died. Remember, we were sinners. Now, look at this. Remember, we were also dead in our sins. We were dead in our sins, right? We were dead in our trespasses. That's what the Bible tells us. We were dead in our sins. And so if Christ was what? Like, if Christ died for us, that means he identified with us and we with him. Think about it. We were already dead spiritually. We were sinners and dead spiritually, separated from God. The penalty was death. So Christ, like that was our punishment. So Christ identified with our punishment, took our punishment. By that, he identified with us. If he only died for himself, we would not be here, but he died for us. So by his death, he identified. All of us were in the mix. So if he now died for all of us and our death and punishment were taken, and then as we identified with him in death like that, buried with him in death like that, he now rises from the dead. It means we who he has died for and identified with in death, we are all dead together. Like we are now in him in death. He now rises from the dead. We rise with him from the dead. Are you seeing that? We rise with him. Verse 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should what? walk in newness of life. He was raised to life. So, as he was raised from death, the death he died, which was for us, we are also raised with him in what? In newness of life. We now receive his own life. And we now walk in that same life that includes, that, that life that includes what? Resurrection from the dead. See that? <laughs> it includes resurrection from the dead. That's what he did. So for us, we now have that life, but by implication, when we die, we will also be raised to life. <laughs> Verse 5, for if we have being planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, and that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should no longer serve sin, for he that is dead is free from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Are you seeing that? We shall also what live with him. So in on the earth, we reign in life, we have his own life, but when we die, guess what? We will live with him, with a glorified body. Glory to Jesus. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12 buried with him in baptism wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead so we are risen with Christ that is why it's important because him being raised to life not only proves what he said was true but it also proves that we have been raised to life also we have been raised from the dead we are no longer dead spiritually we are alive even if our bodies will eventually die but guess what when you know we die we'll be with him forever but then when he returns 
the second coming guess what our bodies will be transformed our bodies will be raised we will have new bodies and we will live physically we will live physically <laughs> glory to god verse 13 and being dead in your sins and circumcision of your flesh has he made a life together with him having forgiven you your trespasses so by his death he forgave your sin glory to god and now by his life he has given you life oh my goodness the resurrection is proof that you will also rise again and live forever john chapter 11 verse 23 jesus said to her this is to i think mary or martha your brother shall rise again martha said to him i know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day jesus said to her i am the resurrection i am the life he that believes in me though he were dead he shall what live glory to god though you were what dead dead spiritually dead in your sins <laughs> if you believe in him you will what you will live and not just that you will live forever when after you die you will live forever you will keep on living with god you will live eternally with god nothing will be able to separate from god's love hallelujah 26 and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die big <laughs> whoever lives and believes in me shall never die so he's saying that look that he that believes in me though he were dead so if you believe in me and you died he said you will live that means you will come back to life so those who have actually gone who have slept in the lord will come back to life one day and whoever lives and believes in me shall what never die and that thing i seriously consider evidence right concerning the fact that we will also live forever is what mark matthew alone recorded in matthew 27 you know after christ died it says Matthew 27:52 and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which are which slept arose and they came out of the graves after his resurrection i seen that so when christ re- it was it was crazy i mean just picture this he went into the grave he died he died and then i mean he was there but to prove that my death right affected all mankind that believes you know and that when I'm raised, every other person will be raised. Look at what he says. He says that <laughs> he says that when he was raised, when he rose from the dead, so when he rose on the third day, he rose from the tomb. But the Bible says that the graves were opened. So that means graves everywhere were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Who are the saints? The saints are the same people we see in Hebrews 11. Abraham, Moses, Isaac, Jacob. You see that? The prophets, all those people who believed in Christ, who believed in God, you get who had faith in God that God was going to justify them. That's another story for another time. But those you can trace them. Just read Hebrews, read them, you're going to see them. Many of their names are mentioned there. Not all their names, but many of their names are mentioned there. You understand, including Samson, all those guys, they believed they were actually pointing to Christ. And you know, we see that <laughs> we actually see these people believe they put their faith in God, and so because they believed when christ was raised from the dead do you get the proof because they had already died do you understand what i'm saying uh-huh. they had already died when he was raised from the dead as he rose from the dead all of them death lost <laughs> because what is the basis you know to be born again the basis to be born again is what to believe on christ do you understand so for all of them death lost its hold on all of them because all of them were in the grave. Death lost its hold on all of them. Their bodies were reanimated. And the Bible says that they all came out of the graves. And the Bible says they appeared to many all over the place. So there was a serious display <laughs> that, look, I'm risen and I have... You know, Jesus then, you now see later how he talked. He says, I have the keys to hell and death. 
Because he does. I have whipped dead. That is a small boy. Look at that. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. It says, Ah, Katayaba, I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forever. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. I have the keys. That means I am in charge. So death cannot do me nothing. Look, if you understand this thing, understand you rise again, even in this life, you will have dominion over death. Death cannot just take you. What is death? Death cannot just surprise you. You get. It's the fear of death that Satan used to keep men captive. When you understand that the one who is in you has the keys to hell and death, you cannot be afraid of death. Hell is not for you and you cannot be afraid of death. You will say no. <laughs> I can't just die anyhow. I have the keys. He has the keys. I have the keys. <laughs> so in this life, I choose when I will die because I know this mortal body must become, you know, like it must be corrupt. It must die. So I will choose when I will die. I won't just die anyhow. If you understand this thing, you will actually avoid I don't care what they say. Death by sea, death by aircraft, death by accident, whatever, whichever way you will understand. No, 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 no. The one who lives has the keys to hell and death. I'm sorry, but I'm excited. I have to read again. I am he that lives and was dead. I live. I was dead. I live. Oh my goodness. I was dead, but I live. <laughs> and behold, I am alive forevermore. I cannot die again. And I have the keys of hell and death. This is like KO, knockout. The devil has a made up solid. He has no power anymore. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. <laughs> Look at this. Look, let's just Abra Tutipa. Sorry, let's 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 see Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Oh my goodness. He says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Are you seeing that? And deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. So how did he destroy death? He died. He died by his death. Right? He dealt a blow to death. First of all, by forgiving all our sins, by paying the price for all our sins, he dealt a blow to death like that. Bam! Then, the trick up his sleeve was that <laughs> he's God. And so he rose with power because the power of Christ is greater than death. So with death keeping him there, they thought they could keep him there, but he could not. He rose from the dead. You see that? And conquered death once and for all on our behalf. And that's why we say that he, we are more than conquered to him who loved us. He has defeated death and he gave the spoils of that war to us. Oh, glory to Jesus. <laughs> And as Romans 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also make alive your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells in you. So one day, your own body will be changed. One day, this body will be replaced with a brand new body. You will actually, your resurrection will not just be the fact that you are raised with Christ, you are with him forever, but you will be raised physically. You will have a new body that does not die, the same kind of body that he has. First Corinthians 15 verse 52, our last verse, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Those who have died shall be raised incorruptible. They cannot die again. And we shall be chained to what cannot die again. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> the resurrection is the most powerful message ever in eternity. And with this confidence, you have to realize that other people need to understand this. They need to know that this is the message that Christ has been raised from the dead. And this is what it means for you. Your sins have been forgiven. And then you have been given access to eternal life. This is what we call eternal life. Life eternal. Oh, glory to Jesus. Alright, guys. <laughs> I guess that's the end of it. I've had so much fun with this it has blessed me tremendously if it has not blessed you i believe it has blessed you share this with someone let them understand what christ has done for them glory to god okay so with that we are done with today's episode 
feel make sure you share of course announcement mix it up by praying every day 6 a.m 6 and 6 p.m m-i-x-l-r get it on the play store the app store set young christian nation and follow us 6 a.m 6 p.m be ready join us to pray it's gonna be a blast all right god bless you guys have a wonderful day bye bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sn pst.essien see you there